0: Welcome to Treasure Valley Podcast. I am Chuck. Today's episode is brought to you by Lower Gentry Studios. Here at Lower Gentry Studios, we like to make low-budget films at the highest caliber possible that we can afford. We also enjoy making podcasts at the highest caliber possible that we can afford. We're glad that you're all tuning in today. Um, we have a special guest. My usual co-host, Elliot, is here. And we have a special guest, Colin Insley. We're going to get super, super pretentious when it comes to film i should have worn my beret um well i
1: mean it's audio only so you could just pretend that you're wearing, I am one. wearing a beret currently uh, awesome yeah
0: <laughs> it's an invisible beret which makes it even more pretentious it, it
1: makes it more revolutionary exactly.
0: <laughs> oh we, you must imagine
1: the beret because <laughs> the real beret is the one that's imagined in your mind <laughs> i wish i had a better french accent for this but i'm gonna keep on trying just, the entire time
2: you know what if you just go for it it'll exactly it'll work
1: i'll just al pacino yeah. this it's yeah this. exactly <laughs> yeah. um anyway why is today special today before is, we get into it we have to yeah
0: today's special because we're doing an afternoon podcast because we got the day off yeah which mm. is super slick yeah mm. we're
1: recording this on what day
0: the day of presidents
1: yeah what i don't we should have looked up history of president's day or something just well, to throw it's the average
0: fact. it's the average of lincoln and washington's birthdays ah. is that is that true i'm pretty sure I'm just spouting that off. That sounds right. Cause I so. mean, yeah,
1: because they didn't want to have two holidays, because so they're just like, whatever, we can just have one, right?
0: Because I wanted to honor both presidents we've had in U.S. history. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the two that we'd like. Right. Yeah. Ubiquitously. Yeah. Well, yeah. Although,
0: although, I don't know, in the South still. Actually, I went to I went to school with some people from University of Virginia. Um, uh, I went to a campus in Spain that was part of University of Virginia. And people in Virginia are still upset about the Civil War. I'm sure. And these yeah. these were like, you know, uh, 19-year-olds. And so I, they obviously were just spouting off their parents' opinions. Right. But this was in 2004 and they were still pretty bitter about the Civil War. So maybe that's why they didn't name like do Lincoln's birthday.
2: But our because country it... isn't divided.
0: No, <laughs> no, no. No. We, no. Good thing we got over that <laughs> after the Civil War.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mended those fences. Everything's been great so far. Totally. Since then. Totally.
0: Golden. Um, <laughs> should we should we talk about a classic film? Let's do it. Go uh, ahead. Here's the theme. Roger Valley Podcast. Classic film critique. We like watching boring stuff as long as it makes us think.
1: (laughs) I haven't heard that one. That was a good one.
0: So today, was that you on vocals? um, That was our that was our uh, 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 composer that we hired. Right, it's budget. Yeah, totally. It's a budget composer. Yeah, (laughs) he's trying to make it. Um, So you know, he only charges us a two bits. (laughs) <laughs> um, so
1: today let's talk about godard okay what what movie are we doing actually now colin you need to talk about this because we we invited you on and then we said you need to ch- pick the movie yeah that we're gonna watch
2: um so chuck asked me to be on and uh i he he set the parameters of ideally pre-80s and hopefully pretentious yes and my mind went immediately to godard good call. Yeah. Um he he's a filmmaker that I I used to like a lot more than I think I do now. Mm. Now that I've kind of revisited some of his films, but um yeah, this this film I saw at the New Art in Santa Monica. I had no idea what it was about or who was in it.
0: And the film is um
2: it's in French. It's Vivre Savi. Yes. In English that's My Life to Live
0: correct um, yes. according to my notes
1: yes it was just a, was just a test
0: yeah <laughs> <Are you> gonna... <laughs> good translation how am i doing
2: <laughs> but uh yeah it's uh this movie has anna karina in it who is kind of a uh, godard's muse especially in his early early career but yeah. um wife too they were married i forgot about that yeah 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 briefly yeah yeah that's weird
1: it is weird <laughs> yeah <laughs> So uh, I guess we should probably just sum it up for those that don't, that have not heard of this movie before. This would be like very early, like French New Wave. So like yeah. French New Wave was kind of kicked off by Breathless and probably the 400 blows like in and right. there. Truffaut. And then, uh, so Truffaut and Godard. So this, would, this came out in 1962. It's a very, uh, it's a movie that follows basically, I guess if you were trying to give it like a pitch, an elevator pitch, <laughs> it would be following an, a person trying to be an actress that then goes into prostitution.
2: Right. But mm-hmm.
1: it's not really that at all.
0: <laughs> it's not.
2: That's the
1: plot. Yeah, that's but like the plot. That's... In
2: so much that there is a plot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what it is.
0: Yeah. But... Well, it's not the plot isn't so loose on this. Like it, it you can you can watch it. It's definitely like intercut. Sure. In a strange way. Well, and that's but, the
2: thing too that we should mention is that it's it's called a film in twelve scenes. Mm-hmm. And so there's very much and we'll talk about this, I'm sure, later, but very much like Tarantino now does, it's almost kind of broken up into chapters. Yeah. And it says like basically four or five phrases of you're you're gonna see this or these things in this scene.
1: Yeah, which comes from the, yeah, that's that's like really like nineteenth century literature. Yeah. 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 Where you like read like the beginning of the chapter and it's like the, right. the one in which yeah you know. Here here's the here's the brief. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> If you wanted to just skip this one you could <laughs> <laughs> that's all the information at the beginning if you don't want to read it
0: <laughs> but the joy comes in the journey yes, exactly. and not the destination yes indeed yeah, yeah. I was I was surprised uh, by how influential this film was having not seen it before mm-hmm.
2: yeah I remember seeing it and I all I knew was that it was Godard and it was Anna Karina and it was black and white and I walked into the theater and I saw it and I remember I was probably like 20 or something like that. But mm-hmm. I remember being pretty knocked out by it. And um, now that I'm in my thirties, I've, I think I have kind of a different feeling about it, but um, it's, it's a good movie. It is. It's interesting.
1: Yeah. It's an interesting movie. I guess I, I think, uh, cause I think, what I was trying to do, and I, I think that's what I always try to do whenever I watch like kind of those like Truffaut movies or Godard movies, and I haven't seen a lot, so I'm not necessarily an expert on there them. There are a lot to watch, but then there's a lot to watch. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm always trying to figure out whether like the way, like the visual schema of the movie is actually like dependent on upon the story, or if it's like almost like a superstructure that they put on top of it just to be assholes, right? you know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. Like no, totally. Yeah, you know, where I'm always just like, is this just like a meta movie? And the reason they're doing this is just because it's not, it's not the way you're supposed to shoot a scene. And right. It's like it's just kind of weird and different. Right. And they're just doing that just to be kind of like pretentious assholes. Yeah, yeah. Like just self-aggrandizing. Yeah. Or is it actually coming from like the subtext of the of the story? I was battling and, that the whole time I, I was watching the movie. I feel like it's
2: like both. You know. Yeah. I, I'm I'm sure that there's some scenes more than others. I think that there's an intention behind where the camera is and the choices that Goddard's making in the
0: blocking. But we should talk about the opening scene then. Yeah, right. Yeah. Because in the opening scene, it's a discussion between a couple and they're facing away from the camera.
2: Right. And occasionally you can catch her face in the mirror. They're, they're out of focus. They're in, they're in like a cafe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was looking at and it there, to it's see a if it was, I the, wanted to know yeah. if
0: it was, if it was 80 yard. So I was uh, watching to see if like her lips were moving in sync in, with the, in in the, it in the mirror. Yeah, but yeah. it looked like they were they were getting live audio almost. But it was all one shot too. Didn't the camera? No, keep no, no. Sliding? It was cutting. It was, it was cutting. cutting. It was oh, cutting okay. back. That yeah. was the
1: the other scene later. They do a weird slide thing yeah. where she meets yeah. the pimp character, where she originally gets pimped out. Yeah. And then like the camera is basically just on a track or a dolly, right. And it's just like kind of. That was more, cool. I mean, it was cool, but I was like, and then I was trying to figure out why is it moving at certain times. Right. And, and it yeah. seems like
2: there's no rhyme or reason to yeah. why.
1: Yeah. And then so when I looked at <clears> it, so I looked it up later and I read this, uh, this, this thing where Godard's talking about like how basically the camera needs to be its own character. It needs to be yeah. alive and it's not necessarily interested in like what's going on in the story. That was, like, the idea behind it. Uh-huh. And
2: yet he's still pointing it at the people. Yeah, exactly. So...
0: Except for when it just goes out into the street on the record shop. Oh, yeah, it does right. do that at that juncture, <laughs> <temperature>. yeah. just, <laughs> like, yeah. turns around.
1: Yeah. It just, like, kind of just, like, pivots around and Then you're like, oh, there's the street. Yep, still there.
0: <laughs> so anyway, so that opening scene, though, did you all figure out why they were facing the other way?
2: Like, from a thematic point? Yeah.
0: Like perspective? I, I, I couldn't grasp anything there as far as why I... it was...
2: I almost felt in watching it like, and I don't think that this is the intent, but it's what I took from it that it's kind of the camera is being voyeuristic, and it's not we're not supposed to be privy to this conversation. It's
3: uh-huh. you know,
2: um, and yet we're 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 leaning in and we're 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 hearing what's going on. That's kind of one, one of the most intimate moments in their lives, probably. Because I gather that they they were married and they had a kid, I think. Yeah. That's
1: right. Yeah. It took me a yeah. long time to figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, okay, she has a, she's a mother and then right. she, and that's part of it too, is that she's like the unfeeling like person where right. she doesn't really, it doesn't matter to her right? she's like her whole like countenance is like placid for right. the most part. Right. So
0: yeah, I don't know. I like the eavesdropping analysis. That I think sense. that's,
1: that, that makes the most sense to me of all of the things that I was trying to but then, but then it still is like, you're superimposing, right. You know, like, no, a for certain, sure. <laughs> like at a certain point, it's like when you go into those like modern art museums and like one of the, you know, it's just like a canvas full of like green and then everybody's just like thinking like, why did he paint green? You know, <laughs> but it's not it, that bad because right. it's actually, you know what I'm saying though? Yeah, it's like, yeah. It like dips its toe into that a little bit, which makes me not uncomfortable, but it also makes it like, am I figuring out something that's not actually able to be figured out or -hmm. or is it just so intelligent? Or is
2: there anything there to figure out? Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. Or is it just so intelligent that it's like overwhelming my ability to analyze it, which case now I feel stupid. So now I'm going to say that I did figure it out. I just can't articulate it critically. There you go. Yeah. I believe you. Yeah.
0: (laughs) It's, it's It's not as easy as some of the modern stuff that he influenced right. to tease apart i feel like his right. his his way of moving the camera around was used and his way of <clears throat> of making these seemingly incoherent scenes were used by a lot of people afterward um but that those directors then tied it into the story right more explicitly
2: well and i f- i feel like you can't divorce the fact that he started as a film critic uh. so he was He was coming at filmmaking from almost more of a theoretical standpoint. Hmm. And like, why does the camera have to be looking at the, the actor's faces, for example? It doesn't have to, you can do whatever you want with it, you know?
0: Yeah. Which is cool. I mean, he was pushing the envelope for sure. For sure. Yeah. And we could even talk about some of his influences when I watched the, there's a scene uh, where, where Nana, is it Nana is her name? Nana. yeah Nana starts dancing, Mm -hmm. just kind of. Spontaneously, right? And it was literally the scene from Pulp Fiction. Almost, Pretty it felt much, like yeah. it just felt right. like. Yeah. Just,
1: it, it felt very Tarantino adjacent. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. just minus John Travolta. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he did name his his production company after a Godard movie. But, so, yeah,
0: yeah. apart
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, yeah, yeah. And you know what's funny is I I I haven't seen the movie in probably six or seven, maybe eight years, and I remembered exactly. Exactly two things about it, and it was that dancing scene in the billiards hall and Mm -hmm. the whole Joan of Arc thing that's
1: going on in it as well. Is that actually that's footage from the yeah. Silent oh, Joe yeah. yeah. movie? Yeah,
2: yeah, the Carl Theodore Dreyer or something. Yeah,
1: I never watched yeah. the whole thing.
2: I haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah. But
1: it is on the. Yeah, I think I can watch it. I got Criterion Channel, so I think I'm gonna watch that. You should. I should. I will. Yeah, I'll let you know.
2: Yeah, <laughs> let's let's stop right now and watch. Yeah.
1: That.
0: <laughs> let's watch the silent film on the audio podcast. <laughs> Somebody's gonna be in charge of reading the titles. That
1: was so funny though because I was watching it with Zoe yesterday, and that's exactly the moment where she got up and walked to the left out, and left the room. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it was like at that exact and moment i'm done right when she was just watching the yeah you know, when she was just watching the movie in the theater and then zoe just as soon as that scene was done she just looked at me and she just said no i'm not i'm not doing this today not, not for me <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go <laughs> and then she just left the room
0: well, i thought that was a cool scene i thought it was yeah. cool are we gonna do spoilers in this in yeah. this critique i mean it's uh,
2: a f- Fifty-year-old movie. That's true. If no, you haven't seen almost it, almost 60. sixty. Yeah,
0: almost sixty. Turn it, yeah. turn it off. If you haven't seen yeah. it, you don't want to have any. Please spoilers. skip
1: to the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I thought that I thought the uh, I I didn't. I'm not good at following literature. I'm terrible at it, and my and Elliot can uh, confirm that. But I was trying to tie in the death at this end, right? Uh, I, so much, me, and I didn't. I didn't know if it was intentional or just. Usually, I feel like a movie needs to build up to the ending, and I thought that the scene was really cool. But I don't know, right? Well, I mean, why it was it building to up
1: through it was building up through the through the conversation that she has with the philosopher mm-hmm. at the at the at the diner right. mm-hmm. in the cafe, and then also the before that when she's with the one dude that she saw in the billiards, like he's like kind of a big character, kind mm-hmm. of even though he doesn't really speak, except he's speaking about like a portrait of a lady. It was starting to lose me a little bit. Yeah, but I. I don't know. And And, and I could could tell it was just like, oh, well, they're building up. Obviously, this is going to end tragically for her. I remember thinking that. And yeah. the way that it ends tragically is really hilarious. Like It's anticlimactic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like purposely anticlimactic. Yeah. Just shot from like across the street, yeah. like kind of haphazardly. And then like the dude while he's gonna kill her, like it's just like, oh, I forgot to load the gun. You shoot you, her. You shoot her. <laughs> yeah, that was cool that was cool. And
2: and that feels like that that feels very like Tarantino, also, yeah. you know.
1: Yeah, like you just throw in some like reality in this really yeah. crazy situation. Yeah, exactly. Like what happens if they forgot to just load the gun? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I don't know. And that w- fiend.
1: Yeah. And then just like, and then it just yeah. drops just immediately. Just at the, the end.
0: And right in the, yeah, the fiend part. I was like, Oh yep, that feels about right. <laughs> that's, but, a, that's a French film. I, yeah. I didn't, I didn't understand. Well, I mean, I guess, yeah, it needed to end tragically for, her, but I, I was having a hard time grasping the, the relationship with the, the guy. And like the, why that was a pimp or no, because because i I was under the because that was one that of her that was one she of her. was leaving. She was leaving because she was ready to be done with being a prostitute
1: well no, because yeah. she had rejected she had rejected yeah. somebody. and so he was like
2: selling her to someone else, basically
0: oh okay yeah Yeah, so
2: he was like you know you go with
1: them yeah because you're not making me enough money because you because you you you, you reject people
0: sometimes Mm. like you don't take all of the tricks that are available to you You sometimes but I thought she was in love with the guy in the last scene that was talking about the painting
2: um sure
1: yeah he was in love with her
0: (laughs) but I didn't know sure yeah
1: that that works right (laughs) because
0: there was also that theme of like her uh wanting to have more money right yeah. Because that was kind of her main motivation, that was hinted at at the very beginning, right. and so I don't know if this guy had resources available to him, and so that was her escape out of this right lifestyle.
2: Interesting. See, I I didn't pick up on that. I didn't okay.
0: pick up on it either. Yeah. To be honest,
2: it it seemed like there was a relationship there with, excuse me, with him, but um, yeah, I didn't pick up on that he, she was trying to leave. That's that's interesting.
0: Oh, okay, that's but, what I got out but, of it.
2: You know, I think you're probably right
0: and so then it was like tragically like she couldn't cuz that's when everything fell apart right and then she, she dies Spoiler right alert. on the right on the street in the
1: paris and then like the other does the other pimp shooter i was trying to figure that out too i was going to watch that scene again before this podcast but it's like cuz they're both her pimp or the guy yeah the, yeah like so cuz like the other the other pimps that she's getting sold to obviously like cuz cuz they start shooting her but then like the other the, the pimp that was the seller also just hops in the car and drives away right and then, I don't know, if I, I remember he had a gun, though, too, and he was, like, firing. I'm like, well, Did he shoot her, too? I'm like... I don't
2: think he shot her. He he was coming at them because they they were short on the money.
1: Ah, uh, yeah. 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 Okay. Classic setup. Classic, just,
0: yeah. Is yeah. there a sequel that talks about what happened with those pimps afterward? I, think. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't Is there think a that car chase? I don't think that's the French pre, new wave pre, style. Pre-French connection <laughs> car chase. There, there you go. <laughs> this one will have a philosopher in it though
1: right (laughs) Right. he is going too fast (laughs) but what is speed
0: (laughs) yeah see that that conversation with the philosopher kind of threw me off a little bit too
1: no i i mean that was just i remember when i was watching that i was just like this is totally the cliched french right sitting in a cafe
2: smoking talking about Non sequiturs. Yeah, yeah. Just, just like that Maybe
1: the that may be the like the subtextual meaning of the entire movie, but perhaps. maybe it's not. <laughs> but also maybe it's just a scene. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. we're gonna put it at the end and make it really long. Right. Yeah. Did he
0: write him through it? What? Did Godard write this? He, I didn't even look. He he did. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So writer director. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably pretty important. He's, yeah. Well he started with Tour?
1: Yeah, with yeah, with Truffaut. They started the Tour theory, right? Yeah because there was no like idea of of a director being like the, the being the the primary author of a right. film before them.
0: Really? And then suddenly so Hitchcock, You didn't do that? Well, no, no, they well, they, they, they they made yeah.
1: Hitchcock famous yeah. more or less. Well, no, 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 yeah. not make him famous, but they, they gave el- him more elevated clout.
2: him to they they had um I guess it'd be a magazine, um Cahiers de or Calle du Cinema um that Truffaut and Godard were both writers on and in in that in all his essays they um they wrote a lot about the auteur theory that the the director is the authorial voice of the film and in in that way they um they really revered filmmakers like Hitchcock and John Ford and mm. and um wrote extensively about that and yeah. so yeah cuz at the yeah.
1: time they were working within like the studio system too that was right. like really crazy and then right. so they were trying to like literally like they were just they were kind of just doing a Venn diagram of like all these different movies because nobody even thought about movies that way before. Right. You know? And then it's all of a sudden like, okay, all Hitchcock movies have like this in common. Right. And all John Ford movies can have these things in common. Right. And all, you know, what's,
2: what's the common denominator there? Yeah, exactly. It's just
1: like, obviously it's the director that's in charge of everything. Yeah. And Mm. not like the star, you know, it's not like Judy Garland and it's not like the producer or it's not MGM or whatever. It's like actually, you know,
2: and, not to take too much of a segue, but I'm, I'm reading a book about John Ford right now, and um, it's fascinating. He was such a dichotomy of, or an, an enigma of a person, but he had this way of shooting where he would basically only shoot masters, and he would purposefully cut the shot, like put his hand in front of the lens so it would make the shot unusable when he wanted it to cut. And so,
1: Oh, cause he, he didn't have an, he didn't have any, any editing. Any control. Editing, say. And so yeah.
2: he would famously oh. just kind of fuck off and like go to Catalina or something while his films were being edited, but they were always exactly the way that they wanted or the, <laughs> the way that he wanted them to be Yeah, Ooh. because he shot them that way.
1: Oh, that's pretty awesome. Cause yeah. there's no other way to assemble the scene. Right. Yeah, yeah. There's literally no other way. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. pretty, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. That's, um,
0: that's a good move so that prior to that Take then, out, Elliot. so yeah. so prior <laughs> to that <laughs> right. everybody used to to fight against the the system if they were in our tour essentially or, right. or well i think they popular popularized right. the
1: idea so then like then a bunch of people that are really into movies then know who to like you L- know
0: study yeah
1: who to study and then also yeah. like who to like actually like respect like who's actually the person yeah. in charge and in a movie. weird
2: way that kind of almost made way for like the Polanskis and the Scorseses and the De Palmas and those guys yeah. coming up after Godard and Truffaut, obviously in America,
1: but yeah. Yeah. It's they were also crazy. really obsessed with American movies. Too. They were. Yeah. yeah.
2: And, Which, and you can see that in breathless and band of outsiders. And, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then especially uh, Truffaut. What's the second Truffaut movie? That's my favorite one ever. Uh, shoot the piano player. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you, isn't that movie great? It's so good. Yeah. yeah it's really good. <laughs> that one's just like really fun and yeah. really weird. Yeah. Yeah. Well, seen I, it. Yeah. It's just, it's like this really like pulpy, but then Truffaut just made it really I don't know like if I to explain the plot to you I could tell you the entire plot but that wouldn't be the point you know what I'm saying? oh nice <laughs> it's just like and it has all these like really weird like cinematic techniques in it that are like really fun that's the one where I showed you the beginning where he's running away from the people that are going to kill him and then he randomly stops on the street oh. corner and just has this conversation with- with a dude talking about his wife and what love is. And it's like done in one shot. He's like running and screaming and he just like stops and then they talk about love and then like the guy takes like a left turn and then when he takes a right he starts running away from the people that are going to kill him again. <laughs>
0: yeah. I love that movie. We, should... we we tried to emulate that in our first film and then we ended up cutting it. Oh yeah. Yeah, we oh, ripped really? it off, yeah.
1: <laughs> Cuz it it turns out that it need it's a really hard thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, and it was like bad. in the middle of this like tense like tense like moment between these people and it's at the climax of the movie and all of a sudden just somebody stops and says like a joke right Mm -hmm. yeah but it's impossible (laughs) which
0: also happened in real life yeah. Cause we, we stole the joke from a guy that happened to just walk up to us while we were having a serious conversation, downtown Boise, like yeah. close to closing hours. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. But uh, I remember thinking like, that's it, just
1: like, shoot the piano player. We yeah. just had to shoot the piano player. This moment. guy just like came in and
0: he just told us a, a long joke, like out of the blue. Cause some, Was we said like, that's drunk? a joke. And he's like, yeah. and he's okay, like, good. Oh, you want to hear a joke? Here's a joke. And then he just went on yeah. this
1: long joke
0: it was not a like a quick joke it was not a knock knock (laughs) joke it's a story joke yes it was a story we were just standing there
1: on the street just like Like, standing in front of him and then at the end he was at the end he reached the punchline we were like thank you and then we just both walked
0: away (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was really surreal but it happens yeah it happens yeah
1: but anyway like i guess I, i guess that's part of the cool thing about this movie too and godard in general is that like because of the way he shoots it is so like Kind of off kilter. Yeah. And it's like emphasizing different things. I guess it does seem more lifelike. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. something. Like it's like, it's not that big of a deal that she dies at the end and it's not really that big of a deal. Like because life, people die. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, it makes it at yeah. once more like fatalistic, maybe, or I don't know. Yeah. But then also like more vibrant and lifelike because you like, you can't really necessarily predict what's going to happen. And then when it does happen, it's not as big of a deal as you thought it was going to be. Right.
2: Well, and that almost kind of, I think, in a way, bolsters the idea that that very first scene is kind of voyeuristic and we're not supposed to be part of it. And then because, because it does happen and the camera does see it we then follow her throughout. And then literally as soon as she dies, we're done. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. Just like a quick, like fade to black. Yeah.
2: Like, like two seconds after.
1: (laughs) And then there's no credits either. It's just just like music. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty slick. It's pretty awesome. So, I mean, how do we grade this movie? Uh, I was thinking that we would grade it off of a, a a pack of cigarettes. So like, like the brand of
3: cigarettes.
2: No, 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 no.
1: Like how many, how many cigarettes out of 20 (laughs) and then 20 out of 20 is obviously you got a full pack. That's a really awesome movie. And then maybe, you know, you need to pull some out if you want to give it. A I wonder how many grade.
0: cigarettes they smoked during the filming of that. <laughs> Man. It had to have been cases and cases of cigarettes. Cases? Cartons? Car- cartons. Yeah. I was. How many how many cartons in a case? I was just. <laughs> <laughs> You're obviously a smoker over there. Yeah. <laughs> you know all the lingo. <laughs> it's like Russian nesting dolls. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of cigarettes. was a lot of smoke.
1: Yeah. What do we want to do? Are you guys cool with that? I'm in. I'm in
0: for uh, out of twenty cigarettes. Okay, so twenty is twenty is perfect.
1: Twenty is perfect, and then so I'm gonna give it a. I'm gonna give it sixteen cigarettes out of twenty. Ooh, I think that might be a little low, but I think I'm gonna stick with that. I'm gonna go sixteen cigarettes out of twenty. Sixteen cigarettes is a good title of the movie. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) sixteen out of (laughs)
2: twenty. Um. Hmm. Do you want to go first? Um, yeah, I was it?
0: the the number that popped into my head immediately was seventeen cigarettes out of twenty, and I think the reason I have one more cigarette than you is that the maybe I do, maybe I don't for this reason. But I'm just the fact the movie on its own is one thing, but the influence that it had. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna chuck one more cigarette into that pile.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess. for the influence, it's, it's undeniable. I mean, mm-hmm. Tarantino, Linklater, well, yeah all those guys it's, it's it's pretty clear but um i i feel like i'm going to go one lower than uh 16 oh you're going to go 15 I think, uh, yeah. I, I think that before i w- i watched it again i would have said a a, uh, a larger number of cigarettes, but I don't know. There's something about
1: sorry. It's just so funny how like seriously we're
3: taking this. <laughs> <I score. know. laughs>
0: Let me make sure I get the right number of cigarettes on this rating yeah. system.
3: Because you can't take it back.
0: <laughs> no, this is going on the internet, so yeah. this will be your so review when forever. So when you
1: rewatched it, though, you didn't. It, it didn't necessarily it didn't, connect.
2: To... Not as much as I think as it did when I was younger, and I, and I I don't know if that's because I watched it in like. 20 minute chunks this time because i have kids oh and, yeah but um i don't know i i felt like and, and maybe it's because I've, I've seen it before and i i kind of i knew once i got back into it, i kind of knew some of the things that were coming but mm-hmm. um it didn't it didn't smack me as much as it did when i first saw it in theaters yeah
1: well that's yeah. the thing about like godard and stuff i was i always wonder if i wouldn't have ran into them when i was younger like would i have even have you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, would I even, would I even care? Right. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Why would you? I, I watched, yeah. I watched, I remember I watched 400 Blows and then shoot the piano player in Breathless and like kind of like this one six months six month period of my life when I was like 20. Yeah. And, and then I, like that's, and then for now forever, I'll just at least be able to associate like that with my younger brain or something. But yeah.
2: No. And I think that that's like the perfect age though, to, to, to experience that stuff.
1: You yeah know? exactly because it's like oh it's not what you think it yeah, is it's yeah it's so
2: anti anti whatever the establishment is yeah exactly breaking all the rules yeah
1: exactly yeah but i won't yeah i don't know i enjoyed it though yesterday but i did i didn't respond to it because i'd never seen it before but i did not respond to it in the same way right that i would have if i were a younger person because if sure. i was a younger person i would have been like yeah yeah I and i remember, would have been showing it off to people and stuff and like, yeah yeah but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do that <laughs> I,
2: I i remember leaving the theater and being like that is the one of the best movies I've ever seen. <laughs> and now I kind of don't feel that way. Yeah. I've I've seen a
1: lot of other movies since. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Nothing's so special. No, nothing's that special. Go, Dard. You're well, not so cool. <laughs> yeah.
2: And I, I mean, I, and I think that as a, f- if you just take it as a film in and of itself, I think that, um, breathless and band apart, which he, he made after this, um, are, better films for for my money personally I haven't seen
1: Breathless in so long I was actually going to rewatch it it, it, but it holds up does it yeah I just remember when I first saw it I remember really liking it and I think I I I saw it like a year later again and then I didn't I hated it it was like it literally like did it, it complete oh, really? 180 in my opinion. But then I think that's always the mark of kind of a good movie too, right? If you're just like visceral if you see reaction. it, one, yeah, you just like I had a visceral reaction where I'm just like, this is stupid. I right. can't believe I was so dumb like a year ago. Right, <laughs> <laughs> but I was enamored with this crap. This jump take. Yeah, this jump, jump cut cuts bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Just a bunch of jump cuts. You never mm. seen? You haven't seen *Breathless*? Have no, you? I
0: haven't. See, I'm I'm a novice when it comes to watching old films. We were talking about that before. I've seen Hitchcock's some of Hitchcock's things. But at the same time, like I, I appreciate it just because of the fact you can see it yeah. like evolved into yeah. the stuff that I enjoy watching now. Yeah. And, like Marvel movies. Well,
1: <laughs> dude, During you that what. philosopher scene, I just kept on yeah. thinking of Tony
0: Stark. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I think Ma- matrix revolutions is underestimated greatly because <laughs> I feel like the philosophy stems from for- <laughs> Nineteen and a half. Wow. No. <laughs> well, you know, it, it,
2: oh. is, it is funny. I I, I recently rewatched um, Stagecoach, the the John Ford Western.
1: Oh, is not that great? Oh, it's so good. Yeah, I love that I, one. I saw
2: it a long time ago, but I I re- I, I rewatched it recently because I'm I'm reading that book, and there are some scenes in that movie that, like, he, he made it in 1939, and I have no idea how they how they did some of that stuff specifically there's a there's kind of a extended chase sequence that is just Hmm. it's it is masterful filmmaking yeah. It's so good.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, they were just throwing humanity at that chase sequence. Right. There's, there's probably yeah. stories of like 18 people dying yeah. and stuff, being thrown off horses. Yeah. Like just a bunch of paraplegics. Yeah. For around. sure.
2: But it was worth it. Yeah. Because film was forever.
0: Any way, any way to make money during the depression. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for real. Oh, man. I'm going to change. Can
1: I change my score? Yeah. Because I was thinking more about it. I'm going to give it 16 and a, and a shorty. <laughs> 16 and a shorty?
0: Yeah. I like that. 16 and a shorty. Yeah. Cool. Out of a full pack. Well, um, should we end with a joke from a hat? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Take a joke from a hat when you read it a that you make someone laugh. It's a joke from a hat. You know what, call, I, you know what I really
1: love is that you still, you have the integrity to still use a hat even, instead of like a bucket, even yeah. though we're audio only now.
0: Well, you know, this is... This is a, an important bit.
1: <laughs> this is part of the ritual.
0: Yes. Is, is, right, do you want to do cool? the honors, Colin? Sh- sure. It yeah. looks like you picked a two-sided uh, joke there, so make sure you start on the correct side.
1: Oh, Lord. Yeah, that's a
2: lot of reading. <laughs> I'm not good at this. A comb sat on a nightstand enunciating perfectly the details of his arduous day to a nearby stocking cap. He complained about smelly scalps. He complained about greasy hair. He complained about being a tool, an item necessary for beauty, but never considered beautiful himself. At the end of his long-winded lament, the comb finally asked the stocking cap how her day was. Unfortunately, the comb couldn't understand a single thing she said because the cap didn't have any teeth.
1: (laughs) That is, uh, <laughs> that's really bad <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: There we go score uh, today instead sort of our usual theme song I'm gonna play us out with uh, a, a local artist named Kims. Okay um you can follow him on Facebook and Instagram. Um, it's a cool kid that I'm 13 years old. He's oh. composing um, some serious stuff so follow him like his like his uh, material I think he's on Soundcloud and stuff too but here we go All right. And thank you all for joining us. Uh, Be sure to like us, follow us on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to our podcast.